0: Worldwide.
1: Refreshing takes on legal strategies.
0: Straightforward answers to difficult tax questions.
1: Independent ideas on building wealth. It's the Refresh Your Wealth Show with Mark Kohler and Matt Sorensen.
2: Get
0: your free copy of Mark and Matt's ebooks and sign up for their weekly free newsletter with important tax deadlines and articles at RefreshyourWealth.com.
1: Now, here's Mark and Matt.
2: Welcome, everyone, to the Refresh Your Wealth Show with Mark Kohler and Matt Sorensen. As always, we are two dudes just excited to be with you today. Um, We're going to be talking about topics, as we always do, coming from the legal, tax, and wealth areas. Thanks for being with us today, no matter how you're listening. As you may know, there's lots of ways to find this show. You can find us on 15 AM stations nationwide via BizTalk Radio. And most importantly, you can find us on iTunes, where you can also find prior uh, episodes of the Refresh Your Wealth Show under the Refresh Your Wealth Podcast. Now today, Mark, is an exciting topic for many.
3: Yeah, I'm excited about this topic and I, I want to welcome all of you too. the uh, show is sponsored today by Rockstar Energy Drink Lemonade. At least that's what I'm drinking. So give a shout out to Rockstar. <laughs> so uh, this is And you paid for that me.
2: Rockstar. Just you know, just wanna let me know <laughs> it's yeah, sponsorship sure. It's very
3: valuable. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to work on that sponsorship, so Rockstar will send me Rockstar. So, uh, Vice President of North, uh, Western Operations, feel free to contact me for my case of Rockstars. There's your shout. Just kind of like Peyton Manning after the Super Bowl, right? You
2: yeah. Know, you know, I'm going to hang Thanks. out with my family and— yeah, and and thank the man upstairs and uh, hey, my teammates, go. and I'm gonna have a, a Budweiser. Budweiser. Yeah,
3: I I <laughs> thank swear you Budweiser. They, Yeah, thank you Budweiser. You know Miller Lite guy executives over there. Dope. What happened? Yeah. 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 Well, Budweiser guys like yeah, that's why we send him millions of dollars every year. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, Peyton earned his keep right there with Bud Light for years to come. That just paid for like three generations of college education. (laughs) Yeah. And cold buds for life. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (sighs) Unbelievable. So anyway, Rockstar, the shout outs for you. Okay. Now today's show, everybody, this is a very important show, uh, but we have to give a little disclaimer without getting too goopy here. Our show today is about guns, uh, how to protect your gun uh, when you pass away, how to protect it um, from probate. Make sure that your guns go to the right family member, that you abide by the laws of transferring your guns, and we've got a gun trust expert that will, will be coming on the show. We're going to introduce him a little later. Uh, but but I do need to give the disclaimer that for those of you out there that have ever been, you know maybe had a horrific experience with guns or a family member or a shooting or something, and guns are a very sensitive topic to you, uh, we we probably recommend you don't listen to the show because. We're going to be joking around. We're going to be talking about guns, and 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 we're Matt and I are gun owners, and we we're, uh, you know. So I don't want to pander too much, uh, but Matt, is that disclaimer okay?
2: Anything you want to add? Yeah, you got to really thread the needle on this topic, you know, yeah. or, or just or you know what, just be like the Donald, you know, and just you know just tell <laughs> just tell people they're dumb and stupid. And,
3: uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to Donald Trump it, you know, uh, buck up people. If you don't like it, don't listen, you know, do, you know
2: yeah. just, just defend <laughs> if it. If you're too dumb enough to stuff. like this. No. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, uh, no, I, I know it's the, it's, it's a trippy, tricky topic, but one that if you are a gun owner is, is really important to know. And one that actually we see clients come up with questions on when it comes to estate planning.
3: Yeah. A lot. This is a really important. To- important topic that integrates with estate planning it integrates with asset protection planning and I I'm really um, excited about it so anyway we're gonna have some fun with it so I just don't want to you know offend anyone so please uh, have your notes ready and again if you're a gun, o- gun owner this show is critical absolutely critical because it's shocking you're gonna be shocked uh, today to find out what happens to your handguns especially upon your passing and what the federal rules are about who can inherit a gun and the process for transferring a gun and so uh, well, that's our show it's gonna rock
2: mm-hmm. hope you guys love it yeah we got a special expert who's gonna gonna set us straight on that so uh, yeah, Mark right. and I you know I'm I'm just interested in learning a lot today as uh, hopefully you other gun owners are
3: yeah Matt Matt who lives in Phoenix Arizona can get on his Harley Davidson after work with his sidearm on his side driving down the yeah. freeway so. I was a little weird moving
2: here, I have to say, walking into the convenience store, and people just, they just carry right on, you know, just, they show it. I got it. I'm packing, just so you know.
3: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Crazy stuff. Well, uh, okay. Now, uh, we won't get into the political aspects, folks. We're going to be careful with that, but uh, it's a fun topic. Okay. Now, uh, every week we do a tax and legal tip, something that can help you in your business and help you better live the American dream, and it's my honor to start with the legal tip. A legal
0: tip that you can actually
3: use.
1: A legal tip where you don't feel like you have to take a shower after.
3: Okay, now this week's legal tip is got a privacy twist to it. So not only are we talking about guns, we're talking about privacy. And so what I want to do is uh, bring up the strategy of having your corporate address be a P.O. box, And then your registered agent address being a mailing address, uh, that it has to be a street, uh, but your corporate address could be a PO box and then the forwarding ad the registered agent address is a street address. Now, a lot of clients like this strategy because of the privacy protection. When they go to the public records, they search it online, PO boxes everywhere and the street address. Is typically our service we provide a street address registration service for 125 bucks a year it's the common going rate on LegalZoom or any service out there uh, if you're not happy with your service or you're paying more than that please come our way you can call our main number and get on our CMP company maintenance program now that registered agent service is really important because that provides the street address that's required for state purposes but then you can have a P.O. box for your business and if you don't have a P.O. box or you want to do a mail forwarding, we provide that service as well. We have a Utah address for mail forwarding that you, uh, everything will flow. We can do it to three companies uh, for one price, and it's nice. So, so, again, some of you that may be on the road, we have a lot of RV clients out there that uh, their domiciles uh, who knows where. They're living like a vagabond. I'm very envious of that. Uh, that gypsy style lifestyle, love it. Um, you may want to use a mail forwarding service. You may want to use a PO box and then use us as your street address. For those going off the grid and are Jack Reacher fans, that's my tip today. It's, a, it's, a, it's something a lot of people do.
2: Yeah, and I think this, this day and age, it's, it's so important. That's a, a good timely tip. I mean, you just can't go a week in the news without hearing some privacy issues. So um, uh, awesome tip, Mark. Now. I am going to give a tax tip, and I know, you know, I'm not a CPA. I don't even play one on TV. I mean, no one does because there's no TV show dumb enough to have a CPA. <laughs> I'm <But>, uh, a <laughs> person. I'm going to give a tax tip here.
0: A tax tip you can actually understand and won't put you to sleep.
2: A tax tip that could
1: save you thousands.
2: All right. Now, my tax tip, I want to just give a couple quick tips about EINs or tax IDs. Now, so the first thing I want to talk about is when do I need an EIN? Now, an EIN, employer identification number, this is something you may obtain when starting a new business. For example, you set up an LLC, an S corporation, you know, any type of entity for your new business or real estate investments, you will obtain an EIN or tax ID. They are synonymous. They mean similar things for that company. Now that EIN is used for your tax return if it's an S corporation let's say and also it'll be used on um, your uh, bank account when you go set up a bank account for the company whether it's an LLC or S corporation the bank's going to ask you do you have an EIN for this business and they run that EIN and they make sure that EIN matches the company in the IRS's system. So uh, those are instances where you'll need to obtain an EIN Also, if you're setting up a new retirement plan, like a solo 401k, you need an EIN for that. Um, You don't need an EIN for an IRA, a self-directed IRA even, unless that self-directed IRA has to file UBIT tax. Now, one other tip I want to give about it is when do I need to uh, update the IRS if my business name changes? I've had a number of questions come in on this over the years. Clients will change the name of their business, and they'll ask, how do I, do I need a new EIN or how do I update my EIN? Now what you'll do in that situation, you have two options. One, you can show the name change of the company on the company's tax return. So for example, if you're an S corporation, when you file your 1120S S corporation tax return, you can indicate I'm changing my name or I've changed my name and that'll effectively update it with the IRS and their records. If you've already filed your return and you need to update it sooner, you can write a letter to the IRS along with a copy of showing the legal change that you made with the state, Let's say articles of amendment. That's usually what you file to change your name with the state. And then that will, um, over time, eventually the IRS will update that in their system. That is a mailing service system, so uh, you know that process is not immediate. But there's a quick tip on EINs, when do you need them, and a little tip there if you change the name of your business on how you update it. We'll be back here after the break on the Refresh Your Wealth Show with Mark Kohler and Matt Sorensen. Thanks for being with us.
3: Welcome back, everybody, to Refresh Your Wealth with myself, Mark Kohler, and my amazing partner, Matt Sorensen, talking about ways to build your wealth, save taxes, and better live the American dream. Now, today's show is on uh, guns, uh, how to protect them through a gun trust in your estate planning and asset protection. You're going to love it. We're going to have an expert join us shortly, and uh, right after the break, we'll bring him on and dive into the topic. But we got another segment here, some fun stuff. we got our question of the week, a couple uh Answers that came in on that, and a new question for the week, and we want to introduce our topic as well. Uh, maybe we'll get our expert here on the line even sooner. But Matt, I just want to throw it since on the last segment you pointed out that uh, who has is dumb enough to have a CPA on their TV show. I wanted to highlight this. I shared it on my Facebook. This is accounting TV shows we'd like to see. This is through a survey on Accounting Today. It's a, a magazine <laughs> I read regularly. I don't know if many of you read yeah. Accounting Today. It's Uh, a special page turner. (laughs) It's a page turner. Yeah. Uh, So let me just give you some of these shows that uh, people are swimsuit edition.
2: Very popular.
3: Yeah. So we've got admin. It's a hotshot. CPAs working in a big eight firm in the 1960s instead of mad men. We've got admin. Then we've got game of loans. Uh, So we've got uh, people trying to get loans and fighting with their CPA. Uh, That'd be a great show. Uh, (laughs) One of my favorites here. (laughs) Uh, auditing's Got Talent, so they get auditors on stage to see who's got the most talent. That that could be a great show. I, I, I won't go on. There's 12 of them here. You're going to have to get on my Facebook to look at these. But the one that I like uh, is Bookkeeping Bad. Uh, county teacher Walter White turns to a life of crime to support his family with former accounting student Jesse. He cooks the books at franchise clients across the Southwest. Boom. Right
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that that one about the hot shot CPA, that one really had me. I mean, <laughs> I mean I, that, <laughs> wow, that, who who are they gonna get to play that? I mean, God, well, all, all the actors out there they could choose from. I mean, well, I'm available. You know, I just <laughs> yeah. want to play that. So uh, if you want the real deal, just call Mark Kohler. That's right. I'll, 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 i
3: yeah, I can do that for you. Okay. So, uh, this week, uh, now, uh, folks, every week we have a question where we pose to our listeners. We award the winner with a copy of one of our books, signed and autograph sent to you personally. And Matt, you posed the, is it legal question last week?
2: Uh, why don't you give us the question and uh, tell us our winner? All right. So last week the question was, should I use a limited partnership to hold my rental real estate? And uh, this, this is a tricky question. I wanted to let people know that this is a legal and tax question. Yeah. Let, me try and, let me try and break this down. We had an answer come in from Jane from Auburn, California, who wrote in and said, um, no, do not use an LP for rental real estate. That was it. So I'm going to elaborate here. Yeah, and but she wins. A, yeah, so, so Jane wins. I'll contact you about a free copy of my book because I know you're going to want to over Marks. <laughs> uh, all right, now, let me try and answer this, and Mark, uh, I'd like you to elaborate since you're, uh, you're kind of an expert in this topic. Oh, but um, really the you. issue is I think the first thing to keep in mind is when you're thinking about where to put properties into entities, you want to think about legal and tax issues. I think a lot of people go to their lawyer or they go to some asset protection seminar and they just think, oh, how can I best protect you from an asset protection standpoint? And they don't even care about the tax consequences because they're not looking at your tax return. They're not responsible for it and they're not paying the tax. So I'm just giving you the best asset protection no matter what the tax baggage is. So now the issue on the, the rental property is it's great. If you put in a limited partnership for asset protection standards, that's great. We love the limited partnership for asset protection. You're going to, if something happens on the property, they can't sue you personally. They can only sue the limited partnership. Also, if you get a personal liability, a limited partnership is a charging order protection entity. If you don't know what that is, check out the newsletter. We had an article recently on that. Also a chapter in Mark's book on that. But so it protects the property in the, in the limited partnership from you personally. So it's great for asset protection, but it's not so hot for taxes. Right, Mark? Yeah, that's right.
3: And the And in many states, that limited partnership protection is powerful, so it's enticing. But with the IRS, they treat the limited partnership as a passive entity and passive activity. So for any of you real estate professionals out there, or those of you even classified as an active real estate investor, all those losses go into a carry-forward bucket. You'll get to write them off, but it's delayed gratification, not until you sell a property, which is... From a tax perspective, the worst result of our three options, passive versus active versus real estate professional. So where do we like the LP? We love the LP with second homes, farms, ranches, raw land, something that's not creating depreciable flow-through losses. And they can be fantastic. In fact, Matt, I just had a consult today with some clients out of Canada. And the limited partnership is critical for right. them in the United States. An LLC would be disastrous. Yes. So for those that are, are Canadian listeners, we want to do an LP-LC combo. And uh, it's a whole other topic, but good stuff.
2: Yeah, so don't use the LP for your rental real estate. Look to using an LLC for your rental real estate. Uh, it's a, a tax issue, really. And, um, and now I can say, you know, as Mark said, there are situations where you'd use an LP There even could be situations where you use an LP for rental real estate, but as the general rule of thumb, go for the LLC. Yeah,
3: I love it. Uh, So good stuff. Now let's pose our question for this week. Uh, For all of you that may be uh, near your smartphone or your computer or catching this via podcast, I encourage you to quickly email either Matt, M-A-T, at KKOS Lawyers or Mark, M-A-R-K, at KKOS Lawyers with your answer for the opportunity to win. A copy of either of our books. Now the uh, question this week is typically titled "Is it deductible?" versus "Are is it uh, are you liable?" or you know some sort of legal variation. So this week, uh, is it deductible? Here's the question: With your children, is it uh, possible for your children under age 16 to open an IRA? Now I'm not talking about a Coverdell or uh, some sort of college IRA, college savings IRA. I'm talking about a traditional IRA or Roth IRA. Can your children really own or create an IRA? That's the question. We'll elaborate on it next week. If any of you have a thought or insight, please email us immediately with your answer. First one to respond with the most correct answer will win a copy of our books. Now, uh, Matt, I'm, I just want to get our, introduce our expert so everybody's enticed to stick with us after the break. What do you think? Sound okay? Yeah, let's, let's tease them. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, we are going to be joined right here after the break with David Goldman, uh, a lawyer out of Jacksonville, Florida, and also licensed to do business in Texas. Now, of course, he's helping clients all over the country. He teaches seminars on the uh, NFA and firearm trust strategy. He's involved in the NRA Estate Planning Professional Network. He's uh, an estate planning And Trust lawyer that specializes in firearms now what I love about David is his experience before even becoming a lawyer before attending law school He had 20 years of business experience something we love He previously ran a computer supply business with over 70 employees and his companies have generated over 500 million in sales So this guy knows business which we love Uh, he was born in Texas, which right there, you know, he's a firearm owner he started shooting at an early age and now owns a variety of pistols, rifles, and shotguns, including Title II firearms. So folks, we're going to have David join us here on the show right after the break. Excited to have him here share his insights with, with you and us. So uh, stay tuned, and we'll catch you in
2: Welcome back, everyone, to the Refresh Your Wealth show with Mark Kohler and Matt Sorensen. We have National Gun Trust expert David Goldman with us, and we're just going to get into the topic today. We're talking about gun trusts. And, uh, David, as we first start about talk about this, tell me why gun owners need to know about gun trusts.
1: Hi. We, uh, we think of uh, a gun trust as the responsible way to own firearms. Most of today's laws dealing with uh, wills and trusts and the uh, default rules, if you don't have a will, don't take Mm -hmm. into consideration the ownership of firearms, and about 40% of the U.S. population has firearms. And there's, you know, in today's society, it's not just enough to assume that your children will be mature, responsible, legal, living in the right geographic location and and everything else that a responsible gun owner would take into uh, consideration before handing someone a firearm uh, because you're not there to make those decisions. So a gun trust uh, allows someone to make those decisions based upon the laws and the geographic issues and even subjective decisions like maturity and responsibility.
3: Well, I, David, I love where you're going with this already with that just general in, uh, introduction because when I first met you and understood the power of the gun trust, I was blown away. Maybe it's because I moved to California, and so <laughs> it became a rude awakening of you know what what it's like to own a gun in California. Um, and so, uh, so Matt and ma- I, who many tradition- of the
1: guns, sorry, many of the guns that are legal in other states. You know, If you gave them to a child in California, they could actually end up going to jail because they're illegal there.
3: Exactly. And that's what I wanted to say. Matt and I from Utah and Arizona, we uh, were shocked to realize that, hey, in our little estate planning practice when we're doing a trust for someone, and they say, yeah, I'm going to leave my guns to little Johnny. And then uh, Johnny's in a state where that gun's not allowed, and he gets pulled over three weeks later or three months later, and that gun's in the car, and he's like, yeah, I inherited it from my dad. Buckle up. Give us an example. Is that right? I mean, we could. This could be a serious issue for children and or, or and benefactors of a trust and, and these guns without proper planning. Is that yeah. inconceivable?
1: Most most estate planning attorneys uh, don't consider guns and they don't ask their clients about guns. And so the rules that we create in our estate plans are are basically financially driven. How do we keep taxes low? How do we protect assets? How do we transfer bank accounts? And those are not the same rules and decisions that someone goes through before they hand someone a gun. Uh, Someone may be perfectly legal to administer your estate, but a prohibited person uh, from owning firearms. So there's, there's all types of issues. And, and another issue is when we do, and I do estate planning and asset protection also, is that for normal estate planning, you're dealing with your state's laws. And a gun trust needs to be able to be flexible enough to deal with the laws of other states. So if you're giving somebody a bank account, we don't really care if they live in New York City or Washington, D.C. or or Los Angeles. But if you're going to give them a Glock with a high-capacity magazine, or uh, a machine gun, or a suppressor, or any of the more restricted items, uh, it makes a huge difference where they live. And you can't just give it to them; you have to get permission to transfer across state lines with some of these firearms.
2: Now, uh, David, is it? Let's kind of try and break this down. Let clients know specifically. You know, I want people to be able to identify and know what do I need to be doing here? Um, let's say, we, I mean, is this all guns? Uh, are there spe- special guns that you got to do more work for and you have to have more planning? If so, what do we do? If I have t- your typical, you know, rifle or, you know, that I go on the deer hunt with my kids that I want to pass on. Shotgun. What, you know, uh, you know, let's try and segregate this if we can so let people know what's more important versus okay. other categories of guns.
1: Okay, so there's, uh, two basic categories of guns that we deal with. Title I, which is your, you know, pistols, rifles, shotguns, you know, the more common things. And then Title II firearms, which are actually regulated by the National Firearms Act. Which are suppressors, short barrel rifles, short barrel shotguns, destructive devices, bombs, tanks, flamethrower, you know, like, you know, the, the more dangerous or more restricted type items. And uh, so our trust is designed to deal with both of those issues. Uh, But the decision of whether a beneficiary is appropriate is really the same, whether it's a shotgun or a machine gun or, you know, or, or a pistol. Some places they're legal, some places they're not. And more often than not, it just, it just may be the wrong day. You know, you're, your son or daughter may be so distraught over your passing that if you were there you'd say, you know, today's not the right day to put a gun or another gun in their hands. Let's let's wait till things calm down.
3: Now, I know. I just first of all wanna just make a point here that on the Refresh Your Wealth show we had a very applicable comment about flamethrowers and machine guns on our show and tanks. And tanks, which is a first on our show, and it, it actually had a, a very cognitive point. So just want to say thank you to David to taking our show to, to a whole new level. Uh, usually I'm stuck to to movie quotes. Uh, i, I got to give a shout-out to our, our uh, studio uh, tech, uh, Ricky, uh, a.k.a. Ricky Bobby for me. So this week I watched Talladega Nights just for him because I knew we'd be talking about guns. Gun owners are generally fans of Talladega Nights. And so, Ricky, it just all came together. It was it was a big deal for me. So, uh, David, thanks for your patience. We want to keep this light too. But okay, now, David, what I think you, what I took from what you just said is that even if you just have a shotgun it may be important to consider some trust provisions for your children as to who's gonna be the trustee of that gun and when do they actually deliver it to that child, what conditions need to be met. And so yes, you might have handguns, high capacity clips, and certain guns that are okay in Arizona but not okay in Washington DC or New- or California or wherever the case may be. So it's, if you own guns, you gotta consider this. Is that what I hear you say? There's not really any gun where, well, you're fine, if it's just a shotgun, don't worry about this.
1: Yeah, it applies to all different types of firearms. And originally, the people that were interested in this trust were primarily interested in it for Title II firearms, the more restricted firearms. But what we found recently is that 30% of all of our clients uh, don't have any Title II firearms and don't intend to buy any. But They may have uh, large firearms collections or small firearms collections. And asset protection can be important with firearms to preserve the collectible items. You know, grandpa's guns or, you know, the guns that they brought back from the war or different things like that that you want to preserve for future generations. Uh, There are issues where uh, your guns can actually disqualify you or your spouse from Medicaid coverage nursing home coverage because the value of the guns is so high. Uh, so there are ways of removing the guns from countable assets. And there's also asset protection techniques and multi-generational dynasty gun trusts for those people with, you know, $20,000, $500,000 worth of guns. I mean, so mm-hmm. there's a, quite a few now, options that can be done.
2: Uh, now, these, if you have a gun trust... And you've got provisions in here. Let's say you've got some title II guns. Um, what does does there need to be something registered anywhere with federal agencies, or what do you? Once that trust is set up, what else do
1: you got to do? So a copy of the trust is sent along with the application and the tax permit to be able to purchase, you know, a suppressor or some of the more restricted firearms so the ATF does get a copy of the trust and knows who's involved with the trust and then there's background checks that are done so it's a, uh, a as the uh, New York Times incorrectly uh, reported a few years ago it's, it's it's not a loophole to buy things that you shouldn't be able to buy it just allows you to buy things without without uh, uh, the arbitrary denial from people just because they don't think you should have them. Okay,
3: that's good. That's good. good. Well, um, one thing I want to highlight, too, is that this gun trust works in conjunction with your standard revocable living trust, right, David? It's not like you have one gun trust for everything now. It usually works in conjunction with an established estate plan people may already have.
1: Correct, because the people you want signing checks are not necessarily the same people as you want using your guns.
3: I like it. Okay, now, folks, we're going to come right back after the break. And we've got I David, can you stay with us for one more question? Sure. Oh, great. I want to talk about privacy and guns. Uh, David's got an interesting insight on this, too. So, folks, stick with us. We'll be right back. Right, welcome back, everybody. We're excited for the final uh, section here of our radio show today. We've got several more important questions of our incredible expert with us, David Goldman, a gun trust lawyer practicing nationwide helping clients around the country protect their guns in a variety of ways. Now, one thing, David, you, we were talking about before the show that I was really uh, found interesting, and you, as we talked about privacy earlier in the show, you noted this. Uh, tell us how privacy can play into a gun trust. What would be an example of that?
1: Well, so there's no registration of the the trust. So you can keep your guns that are not registered, which a lot of people, you know, own guns that some may be registered and some aren't. Uh, You can keep them private and you're not disclosing those to the ATF. But another issue that comes up using a trust uh, quite often is concealed weapons permit holders uh, most states report that to a national, national database. So when you drive through a, let's say, a gun unfriendly state or one that's not quite so friendly like Maryland, they can scan in your license plate number, they get your date of birth and your name, and they automatically look that up in another database and they know whether you've got a concealed weapons permit. And recently they've been pulling people over and harassing cars that have are likely to have guns in them and so you can create a special type of a trust and put the vehicle in the trust and that breaks the ability for the police or law enforcement to uh, directly tie your vehicle to one that's owned by somebody that owns guns so in places like uh, california or new york or maryland where uh, privacy of gun owners is probably more important than Texas and Florida and Oklahoma. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of a neat way that if you own guns, you don't have to be advertising it to every police officer that's out there. Mm, love it.
2: Yeah, David, I wanted to also make sure we covered for California clients. You know, we have a lot of California clients, gun owners. Um, How is some of this gun trust planning helpful for them, those in California, in in, uh, buying uh, guns and and owning guns in California?
1: So a a gun trust does not ever allow you to purchase something that's illegal in your state. But uh, many of our California clients uh, have co-trustees in other states like Arizona and Nevada, and uh, you can actually rent gun lockers there and storage vaults. And so they're able to participate in the collection of firearms that maybe are not legal in California, but because there's a co-trustee in one of these other states, they can purchase them there. And so machine guns tend to be a very good investment. They they have appreciated it on average about 35% a year over the last 30 years. And uh, so a lot of wealthy individuals like to, to buy those and... You know, it's it's a way that they can do it, uh, or the trust can do it, in a pl- place where it's legal. I love
3: it. Gosh, such creative ideas. Well, <clears throat> again, we're just scratching the surface. For any out, any of you out there that would like to even draft your own gun trust at a discounted cost or get a consultation, David, you've got a couple resources. Could you tell people where to reach out to you?
1: Yeah, so for those that are probably more knowledgeable, uh, you know, there's a, you know, there's an online website, guntrust.com. Pretty easy to remember. And, uh, you can draft your own gun trust relatively inexpensively. And then for people who want more of a customized gun trust with legal support, we have an arrangement with over 200 lawyers, uh, who are licensed in every state around the country. And so we can provide you, uh, legal help in your state, as well as, uh, we can provide federal guidance in setting up those gun trust or multi-generational gun trusts. And the way to get in touch with us is for that is guntrustlawyer.com. trust com.
3: All right. Gun and guntrustlawyer.com. Uh, we'll be highlighting those on the newsletter folks for you that, uh, Uh, maybe don't have a pencil or pen handy or can't remember that. Pretty straightforward. But, David, thank you so much for being with us. Just a wealth of information, and uh, we really appreciate the time you took to be with us.
1: No problem. I enjoyed it.
3: (laughs) Well, thanks for putting up with our uh, jokes and light humor. We try to keep this uh, interesting and real. So we'll have you back on soon, hopefully. Uh, Anything new that comes out in the law, please uh, email or text us, and we'll, we'll have you come out for a quick minute. We love it.
1: Okay. Thank
2: you. All right. Well, thanks, David. appreciate it. Well, I wanted to just uh, let everyone know, of course, we appreciate your five-star reviews on iTunes and want to just give one of the recent five-star reviews we had on iTunes. And keep in mind, if you give us a five-star review on iTunes, Mark or I will send you a free signed copy of either one of our books, your choice. And we had a five-star review come in from... Uh, the handle's kind of tricky. I think it's OBJ. I don't know. Maybe Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, but it's five star review. Thanks Mark and Matt for a great podcast. Love listening on my morning commute. And, um, we appreciate that. And we appreciate those who have given us five star reviews. Um, you know, I, I like to listen to the podcast myself. It's it might sound a little dumb that I listen to my own podcast, but I like listening on my car ride on, the, on the, uh, wind and to work and the way home from work it's uh, uh but as i found out it's really easy to go give a five-star review if you're on your phone your iphone you just click through pick a handle give the review type in any comments you like we really appreciate it, it helps other people find the show as well
3: yeah thanks everybody for listening in and uh please share the show with your friends and family just a little uh like or uh take that uh l- Wealth.com and share it out there with others. Now, again, next week, we're going to have a tax tip, a legal tip, and then a tax or legal question to help get you there. And we have another amazing topic next week. We're trying to firm up the details, so I, I wish I could just give you the a little bit more about it. But I'm not – the suspense will be there until you get the newsletter. If you're not on our weekly newsletter, please uh, get to RefreshYourWealth.com and sign up and get copies of our free ebooks as well when you sign up. Appreciate all of you. Keep living the American dream. Don't give up. And, uh, just remember it's, it's, you know, it's the course you take. It's, uh, not always, uh, the ups and downs. It's just keeping, you know, on the track. Don't give up. Thanks everyone. And we'll catch you next week. Matt, final comment. I was just going to put an amen to that. I was just going to give you an amen. All right. I like it. All right. Thanks everybody. (laughs) See you next week.
1: Thanks for listening to another hour of refreshing strategies to better live your American dream.
0: Don't forget to get your free copy of Mark and Matt's ebooks and sign up for their weekly free newsletter with important tax deadlines and articles at refreshyourwealth.com.